So it, it looks different for everybody, you know, mm-hmm. their process of resilience. Like you said, when you had to refilm that, you know, I, I don't know if you were having a lot of anxiety that day. I don't know if you were depressed and it was just even hard for you to get out to film your, your physical portion of Pilates that day. But, you know, resilience is a unique skill set, like I said, that can be learned and it looks different for everyone. And if you don't think that you have it, that tells me and you that you are in the middle of a resilience process Mm -hmm. most of the time when you don't feel resilient you need to understand you are in the resilience process and when you make it through the other side you will be resilient and when you make it there you'll look back and see wow i was building mental resilience or spiritual resilience or emotional Mm -hmm. resilience Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends, action brings clarity, and it's the antidote to fear. Each week, my guests will bring bold, executable, intrinsic, and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. All right, crew. So here's the thing. One of, one of my friends said to me all said to me one day, it's just like you, when I think of you, I just think resilience. I just think you're so resilient. And I actually hadn't given myself that kind of credit. Um, and a part of me was a little frustrated because I was like, I don't want to be resilient right now. I want people to actually like, be concerned about me in this moment. <laughs> and the, the truth is it's not what I wanted, but I just remember like being really scared in the situation that we were in and, and not really knowing what to do next and sharing that with a friend and my friend is going, oh, I just always thought you were just like so resilient. And I am. And I'm so grateful that you pointed it out because once you can honor that you are resilient, once you can actually notice that you are these things, you're kind of unstoppable and you might not feel that way right now. <laughs> but what's really cool is our guest, Cami Adams, is actually going to explain to you that there's like four different places that you could be resilient in, how you can actually honor the process of being more resilient in your life. And I couldn't think of a better person to have this. Like she is someone who's gone through a lot to be as resilient as she is. And she has such a gift to share this with you. So my loves, Cami Adams is our guest this week. Our topic is resiliency. And I cannot wait to hear how you reflect with this, how this affects your life and what it allows you to do. I love, she has a quick be it action item that I think is really helpful and useful for us all. So I cannot wait for you to hear it. And I want to know how you use it in your life. So tag Cami, tag the be it pod and let us know because it really does mean a lot to us when we can see how these episodes are making your life easier to be it till you see it. loves it's here opc summer camp you know that thing we started last year well we're doing it again this year and we're making it bigger and better than ever because we have teachers from all over the world which means all day long you can nerd out with me at camp zoom from the comfort of your own home in your favorite pilates workout outfit without having to get bugs or dirt or weird camp food that's like some weird slot no you can have the amazing food in your own home you can be whatever clothes you want to be in and you can join us all day long for whatever workouts and workshops you sign up for in fact you can even do a whole day pass and save the most money 
In fact, up to 56% off if you buy the day pass. So go to opc.me slash events to see the full schedule and lineup of events. If you only have access to a mat, we've got plenty of stuff for you. We've got Reformer. We've got some happy hip Reformer with you. We've got so many amazing things. You can go to opc.me slash events to see the whole schedule, all 14 teachers, and all the goodness that's going to happen at Camp Zoom. And I'm your camp director. Woo! All right, be it babes. I am super excited. This is the first time I'm going to have anyone who's ever, when you hear what Cammie, our guest has been doing with her life, my first one doing this. And I'm so excited uh, because I just, I love bringing on guests that have done different things in their life and show you that there's so many things you can do in this world. So Cammie, will you please tell everyone who you are and what you're doing these days? Yes. First of all, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. My name is Cami Adams. I am a professional mixed martial artist. I'm a mom of two teenage daughters, uh, a certified yoga teacher, certified personal trainer, and what I call a resilience coach. This is really cool. Um, we all need more. Res- I, I I feel very resilient. I think people would say um, when they think of me, it's very resilient, but I actually think that that's something we all need to learn if you're not, if you don't think so, because life can be hard. And yeah. you're, I mean, you're a fighter, so you get hit while you're down sometimes. <laughs> often. <laughs> often. <laughs> so, you know, having that resilience is so key. So can you take us like take a step back? First of all, yeah. I would love to know um, kind of the journey that got you into MMA and then also into being a resilience coach. Like what was the the bridge that was like, I'm this is I'm gonna teach people. Okay. So how I got into fighting, never in my life did I think that I would be a professional fighter. I grew up a lifetime athlete, but my athletic journey got cut short when I got pregnant in high school. I had a boyfriend. I chose to have sex early, as some girls do. You know, lots of other girls were doing it as well. Um, For whatever reason, it was me who got pregnant. So I chose to keep her. Uh, We chose to get married. It wasn't uh, the healthiest (laughs) relationship, as you can imagine, at that age. But uh, I was married for about nine years. And after I had my first daughter, I had my second one when uh, two years later. So I was a really young mom, but I'd always had sports as an outlet. So when I didn't have that anymore, I actually got into figure competitions, lifting weights, bodybuilding. It was just amazing. I learned so much about nutrition. I learned how weights, you know, can shape your body. And, you know, that was kind of like the start of me being an athlete again and finding that outlet that I needed while I was a mom and a wife. Mm -hmm. So throughout that, I got bored of weightlifting. I got bored of just the usual treadmill, you know, just the typical gym routine. I appreciate it now and I still love it. But at that time I needed something more. Well, and also those figure competitions can, it's like very like, this is, this is all you get to eat. This is that, that's it. There's no spice. There's no, yeah. there's no, it's just plain chicken, plain rice. <laughs> yeah. And as you can imagine, just me mentally, just being a mom is just, it wasn't what I needed anymore. And I recognized that. So when I was, you know, younger, Thai bow was all the rage. Yes. And so I remember doing Thai bow and something about it. I was just like, yes, you know, this is, is that it. Billy Blanks. Is that who Thai bow was? Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, it's been so long. Well, honestly, I started doing that just at home when I was younger. I remembered kind of like how I felt when I did that. I loved throwing punches and kicks. Um, I'll rewind a little. I played soccer like throughout all of you know mm-hmm. my childhood and high school. I started varsity as a freshman, so I was picked up kicks really easily during Taibo. 
So I found a college course where I could take fitness kickboxing at this rec center. So I take my two kids with me. I drop them off. You were like hitting bags, but not, not really, you know, it's not like a real heavy bag is kind of the one that's filled with sand and they would move. And it was just like a bunch of other moms, but it was so great for me. And I was just intense and I loved it. It's just what I needed. And so there was just a little spark of intuition knowing, you know, my inner me needed more of this. And so once I realized, oh, I'm actually picking this up fairly quick, you know, I was an athlete, so I picked it up. Uh, My punches had a lot of power. I wanted to learn new combinations. So I found an actual fight gym in my area. You know, it was kind of grungy, filled with a bunch of dudes, but I was like, I want to learn how to do this. So I started showing up at this fight gym. Eventually they're like, do you want to start fighting? And I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you know, it it just kind of evolved. My first fight, I actually lost. And after I lost, I realized what it was actually going to take. And mm. honestly, I, I thought that I could do it. And I just continued on. That's actually really cool. Like, I mean, it's almost like you were born with inner resilience on that because like most people, if they lost on the first fight, then they probably like, oh, I'm not very good at this. And yeah. you're like, oh, and now I know what it takes to win. And I think that like, what an interesting way to see um, a loss or a failure. If like mm-hmm. more of us saw that as opposed to like, you're not good enough. You're not cut out for it. It's like, no, it was your first fucking fight. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah. like if you had one, it might have actually made you think you could just like, you don't need to train at all. You know what I mean? Like it's actually yeah. kind of better that you had to learn that the hard way. Yeah. And I I really did. It went all three rounds. I had always trained really well. I loved working out portion. So I felt felt very confident in that area physically, but losing that fight, I was like, my head game was so off. My confidence was not there. I was extremely fearful. I was not believing in myself that I could actually win this fight, but physically like all the other pieces were there. And so from that point on, I knew the things that I would have to get good at. And it wasn't actually like physically fighting, you know, Mm -hmm. it it really was building my mental game. Mm -hmm. Fighting is so, there's so much mental resilience that goes into it. So much, you know, inner confidence, just stepping into your own power, all of those things just from just everyone has shit, you know, when they grow up, but all of these things that I was learning in my fight game were directly you know, applying to who I needed to become as a person. So I knew like just in my heart and my soul that it was for me. And through, you know, that loss, I was like, all right, I'm not scared to get hit. I'm not scared to throw a punch, but here's all the other things that I know that I need to do to be able to start winning fights and actually, you know, be a fighter who can sustain this fight game. Yeah. I think that's so interesting. Cause like, isn't like, I, uh, if y'all haven't watched this, I, I, I grew up with a lot of MMA fighters in high school. Okay. And um, some of the people okay. that I went to high school with are actually very famous and well-known and okay. really proud of them. So like I it was around and I was like, I could never do that. But <laughs> I think like right there, having that as a mental headset, like, of course I couldn't like the, I've already taken myself out. Right. Yep. And I think like whether or not it's fighting or even just like, um, a, some sort of a race you want to run or something mm-hmm. you're wanting to do, if your head is at all thinking, I'm not gonna be able to do this, you won't be mm-hmm. able to do it. Like you're not, your body's not going to go, let me show you how I can fight without your brain. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
when you said that automatically thinking, I don't think I can do it, your mind is filled with so much doubt, you know, especially if it gets closer to the fight, you know, you hit a point where you're like, am I really going to do this? Am I really going to go fight this person? Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, like physically, I, I knew I was capable. It really was just me believing, you know, mm-hmm. that I actually could. And that's the process that I had to build over time. And that's what I call the resilience process. How yeah. you said you were born fairly resilient. Physically, I knew that I was very resilient, but there's, in my opinion, four forms of resiliency. You know, there's mental resiliency, there's physical, there's emotional, and then spiritual. And so physically, I was like, I got this, but all those other areas is what I was building resilience in to be resilient. And automatically, when I think of a fighter, I think they're resilient as fuck. Like they just are, but I didn't believe that in myself until I went through all those various resilience processes to be resilient, yeah. if that makes sense. The, oh, oh, totally. And also, I've actually never thought of resilience as being like in four, like four types. Like I've actually, I, it's almost like you are, you aren't. But actually, it sounds like you can be like really resilient physically mm-hmm. or really mm-hmm. resilient spiritually. But the, you know, the other, the other parts could actually not be there so much. It's kind of like having confidence at work, but not necessarily confidence like on stage. <laughs> You know, yeah. so how, yeah. wait, so let's just like take another leap and go with this. Like, so you're, you're a fighter and then also you're a resilience coach. What made, what made that next leap? What, what was the, what was the journey you went on to realize like the type of resiliency that you needed to learn? And then how did that translate to like what you're doing now? Cause I think this is really cool. Everyone get your notepads out because how, like what, imagine the things you could do if you had resiliency, you would just like, you would just go, okay, that lesson learned next thing. So how did that happen for you? Okay. So when you said when you have resiliency, basically what I feel like people need to understand is resilience is a skill that can be learned. Cool. It's also a process. So if you don't feel like you have resiliency, you're going through a resilience process. And that's part of like what I help you understand. So I'll rewind this. Part of what brought me to being a resilience coach is people know me as a fighter. And if you follow any of me any of my stuff on social, you've also know I've, I've gone through some really hard personal life experiences. You know, part of my story is being that teenage mom, you know, and being a young wifey, having to leave an unhealthy relationship to take charge of my own well-being because I knew like it wasn't going to get better and all of the things that go with that. But then during that time, I also lost a brother to suicide. And mm. so these areas that I tell you that you have to build resiliency in you know, my way of handling all of these things was through fighting. And it really was just like the universe sending me the perfect coping tool to handle all of these things that I needed to learn how to be resilient in. So looking back over all these years of all this bullshit happening, you know, whether it's my own choice, you know, and I something happened or someone else's choice in their life, you know, that caused a lot of pain or you know, things that I had to work at, uh, work through. I was learning resilience in all those areas. But at the time, I didn't really put those two things together. You know, I just Mm -hmm. think, I think I thought that life is really hard and you just do what you can to make it through. But now that I'm like on the other side, I realize all of those things that I was going through, I can tell you exactly, like I had to build emotional resiliency to be a single mom and still show up as an athlete and bust my ass for that goal 
for me because I knew that I could and I didn't, I wasn't ready to, you know, let go of being an athlete yet. Mm-hmm. But also it really was developing me to be this person, yeah. you know? Um, so I've always used fighting as a platform to help people, you mm-hmm. know, like it just has been my way, you know, and then I turned it into being a personal trainer, you know? Yeah. So I just always took all of these hard things and applied it to my life and then tried to teach other people because it was also what was helping me make it through all these years. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, and I am so sorry to hear about your brother. That is an awful thing to have to go through for anybody. I think, and how interesting that it's part of this, like, quilt that you have that you've been building up of resilience over here and for over here. And I think you, you said something I, and I, I'm not, I don't want to misquote it, but there's like, it's almost like some people are like, okay, it's something I have to get through, but like, um, having a, a sense of resilience in an area, it's like, you don't get through it. You're just like, I'm going to go do this. Like, it's like, it's like, so I'll, I, um, we film police classes and my teachers uh, on my platform, I, I know it kills them. We're like, you have to refilm that. I'm so sorry. Your audio is not there. Like it kills me to ever have to tell them that. Cause I know what that means. So yeah. early December, I had like seven days to get all of my filming in and I filmed this one class and it doesn't have the audio for half of it just turned off. And I literally lost it. I toddler tantrum down the hallway threw myself <laughs> under the covers and like tried to cry. And I could feel my body like taking the blankets off, getting yeah. back up, yeah. <laughs> going yeah. into the living room and starting it again, because that trained muscle of resilience was like, we're not going to let this take us down for today. Like it's not going to happen. Now, mm-hmm. two years ago, I would be like, fuck this. I'll do it tomorrow. Like I would just like pity party all the way for the next day as if that was like a good use of time. But I think like we have one, we have to build up the muscle, we have to build the resilience and we don't have to just get through. Like you can't have, there's a difference between like just getting through and using your resilience to like get hit and go, okay, well, what did I learn from this and how can I go? How can Mm -hmm. I continue? What is this telling me? So you said there's a process. I'm wondering like with, with the physical resilience, I feel like that's a little easier for people to understand. Like if there's training, you get back yeah. at like there's training, but like when it comes to spiritual or emotional, like how did that, what is that like? What, what's, how do people know if they have it or they don't? Yeah. So this is the interesting thing about resilience. In my opinion is it is a unique skill set. So the way that I process or have become resilient may be different how someone is resilient in their life. I don't live your day-to-day life. I don't know if you're struggling mentally all day long and you were just really trying to make it through the day and build your mental resilience. So it it looks different for everybody, you know, Mm -hmm. their process of resilience. Like you said, when you had to refilm that, you know, I I don't know if you were having a lot of anxiety that day. I don't know if you were depressed and it was just even hard for you to get out to film your, your physical portion of Pilates that day. But, you know, resilience is a unique skill set, like I said, that can be learned. And it looks different for everyone. And if you don't think that you have it, that tells me and you that you are in the middle of a resilience process. Mm -hmm. Most of the time when you don't feel resilient, you need to understand you are in the resilience process. And when you make it through the other side, you will be resilient. And when you make it there, you'll look back and see, wow, I was building mental resilience or spiritual resilience or emotional Mm -hmm. resilience. And this is how it showed up for me. And Mm -hmm. this is how, you know, what refilming that Pilates thing helped me 
build mental resilience that day. Because now if you have to go refilm something else, your brain will automatically go to, I already did that. I know that I can do it again. Mm -hmm. I know physically I can do it. I know emotionally and mentally I can do it too. So you'll take that experience. You've already built resilience to be resilient. Something else happens like that again. Your mind's going to already go back to, I got this. Yeah. So you built that. Yeah. And, and yes, you're, I think you're absolutely right. Everyone will have a different process because like we're all starting in a different place. And I think mm-hmm. there's a, there's a lot that can go into it. What are there, are there any like exercises or there mantras, affirmations that you, that people can use when like, you know, the going does get tough and they're like, you know, how do they, how can they like pep talk themselves out of it? Or like, what do they need to do to kind of go, okay, this is, this is teaching me something or I got this. How do, how do they, how do they go through the process? So it's not just happening to them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me to sit down with you, what coping skills have worked for you in the past? Mm. And can we dive back into those? Or do we need to sit down and talk through a few ways that we can start adding new coping skills into your resilience process? You know, for me, uh, it's been yoga. Yoga has been the perfect yin to the yang with fighting. You know, fighting is high energy. You have to show up wanting to kick people's asses. Every, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. my my heart, my soul is actually pretty soft. And so my yin practice with yoga is a great coping skill for me just to retreat from that and go into myself, collect myself, get centered to show up to be a fighter again the next mm-hmm. day. But you know, when I don't have that certain coping skill, I don't feel like I'm as good as a fighter. So Mm -hmm. it really is figuring out what works best for you. You Mm -hmm. know, for me, my mental resilience, like I said, I had to build it. I think I am statements were really great for me. I, I have a lot of ADHD. I have a lot of high energy. I have a lot of racing thoughts. And so for me, you know, that's I am statements of I am capable, you know, I am this, I am that. Uh, something else that I usually tell people that they can use as well is I always tell myself, keep fighting for you. You know, with being a young mom, mm. with losing a brother, with all of these things, you know, my kids have grown up and they are living their wonderful lives. And, you know, my brother's gone, my family's still here, but I realized with fighting, like, it's always going to be me who has to keep fighting for me. People can support me, but mm-hmm. you know, keep fighting for you is mm-hmm. something that I always like replay in my mind a lot. Yeah, I do. I like an I am statement. And I think like what's interesting with I am statements is sometimes like there's like another voice that like mm-hmm. says something about those I am statements. And like, y'all, that is worth exploring because I that voice isn't going to go away. <laughs> and <Yep>. that voice <laughs> is often not yours. It's somebody else's that told you something when you're little. And then once you can figure that out and you can actually own that I am statement, I think that resiliency gets there. I'm like curious because how cool for you to be learning your own resilience and taking ownership of that while being a mom to two, two girls. Cause like, I, I mean, like, I think, you know, if, if more and more women could realize how resilient they are. And I think they actually, I think more women already are very resilient. I think as a, yeah, as a, as a so group too. of people, we're like born that way. <laughs> we have to fight for a lot of things, but I don't think that we, I don't think many women know how resilient they are. Do you know what I mean? Like they're not, agree. they're not owning that. So how, what has that been like raising daughters to own that resilience? Is that something that comes easy? Do they have to do it on their own? Um, do you help other moms? figure this out with their children? 
you know, it hasn't been so much with children, you know, but I think as your kids age, you're friends with other moms that are kids your age. So it naturally just kind of happened. But with my kids, both of them are athletes too. They're both playing college basketball and going to school with resiliency and teaching them that skill set. You know, they've watched me struggle. Mm. They, they have through a lot and, but they've also seen me win and succeed and keep pushing through and keep showing up for life. And so I would like to think, and hopefully, you know, that that strength and that resiliency has rubbed off on them, but you know, they're away in college and they've had to build their own resiliency, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, living alone, Mm -hmm. not having people around, uh, being a college athlete is not easy. And so I always try and show up for them, you know, of course, as a mom, but also as just a knowingness that they can do hard things, that they are capable, that they are in their own resilience process. And, you know, we've made it through every shitty thing so far. And so I I would like to hope that it's rubbed off on them. We could ask them. Yeah. Well, I'm sure it has because like actions, like we had Amy Ladine on, um, I think the Alice was episode five, but she says like actions are caught, not taught. Right. And so like how cool for them to be raised by someone who transformed their life right in front of them. And then also went through these resilience process of their own so they could see Mm -hmm. like what is capable because I mean, like my, my grandmother was a high school, uh, mom and (laughs) my mom was 21. So like, I definitely understand like having the young mom and like what stories that people can tell you, or you could tell yourself, but Uh also for them to see like, Oh, look, she actually didn't stop there. That didn't stop her at all. And like, look what, what you had. And so I think that's really cool. Um, what are some signs that you've seen that people may not be real, may not be using their resilience or, or be in need of resilience? Is there like signs, symptoms of anxiety? Is it, is it down, like uh, downplaying themselves? Like, what are some things that you like see? Cause I mean, sure. Like when you're fighting people, you might even be able to see like this person's not very resilient over here. Like, I feel like there's a, there's a whole game over there on, on playing with another person's mindset, but are there signs and things you see that could help people? So if people are listening and go, Oh, that's a sign that I could work on my resilience in that area. Again, people show up differently in their lives, but I do think when people are depressed, when they're mm-hmm. frustrated, when they don't have the confidence that you see in them, that maybe you're like, wow, she's really good at that, but they don't even have an idea, you know, that maybe that could be their area. I think when people are disassociated from their self, like from themselves, from their lives, I think I love motherhood. I love being a mom, but it does take you out of yourself at times. At least it did for me. You know, mm-hmm. some women love showing up, being a mom every single day. And it's not that I don't, but I also knew that I had my own personal goals and aspirations and things that I wanted to continue to pursue. Mm-hmm. So when I think people are disassociated from their own purpose and their own power, you know, those are just little hints, you know, mm-hmm. maybe that you might need a little bit more emotional resiliency to handle all the things at home. and then push through to continue to, you know, on with your personal goals or whatever mm-hmm. makes you, you know, want to show up for life, you know, being your best self or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever you want to share with the world yeah. know, besides raising human. Yeah. But I think when people have an inkling that just they can do something more and they're not, is probably a mm-hmm. good cue that they're 
about to head into a resilience process to accomplish whatever goal they want to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you have, like, do you do a lot of reflection? Like, cause I imagine, you know, one of those ways that you built up a lot of resilience is like after every fight, you probably like look back of like as any athlete does, they look at a game, you know, and they go, okay, I could do that better. Or I could, oh, there's this thing I can learn. Is this like something that people can do for their emotional or spiritual resiliency? Like, is it reflecting back on something? Um, are there things that you would say to look for? Like, is it like looking for the good things that you, that went well, or the things that didn't go well? What does that process look like? Always. So I'll tell you with fighting, fighting is a little different because they're not happening each week. You know, it's usually one, two or three fights per year. And so you're taking a chunk of time to work up to this fight. And then what happens before the fight, what happens during the fight are all the things that I look back. Um, and also when you're fighting off, you also have to show up for life, or at least I, I had to, too. You know, I still had to be a mom. I still had to do regular life. And so when I would look back and realize you know, I should have been more confident in this area, or I could have handled this emotional outburst better with my children or, or whatever. And so there is a lot of reflection, you know, in, in mm. my area with fighting, but also as a person. So I take every hard experience that I've been through and just sit down and I am a journaler, you know, I, I know not mm. everybody is, but I do find it helpful, especially when I get those little hints of inspiration or just insight about myself. I always try and write that down because sometimes I do forget. Mm -hmm. So when I go back and look through and, you know, I've made a little note or I tell myself, I'd like how you handle this. You could have done better. Mm. Um, so I do a lot of reflecting in yoga. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of walking outside, um, and how I help other people, you know, reflect on their lives. I, I think, there's just things that work across the board for every human. <laughs> yeah. I think it's getting outside. I do think a meditation or yoga practice is great for most every single person. You doesn't have to be yoga, but meditation, sitting with yourself. And again, going back to that disassociation, if you can't even sit with yourself and connect with yourself, I think that's a good place to start. Because some people don't even know how to reflect, you know, and yeah. how to sort through all the crap to get to what they need to get to. and. Yeah. Again, I think that is part of just the resilience process is being self-aware, understanding that you are going through a resilience process and then, you know, using those coping skills that you've either used in the past or understanding that you need to bring some new tools in to help you get through whatever you're getting through. Yeah. I think that's like, it sounds like there's like, first of all, giving yourself a lot of kindness and grace and space yeah. for like yeah. being a human being <laughs> in yeah. process and trying to learn something for the next level. And then mm -hmm. also like, you know, giving yourself permission to own the skills that you already have. Like I think sometimes um, in the self-development journey, it could be like, oh, I, I need to learn this better or learn this better. And we often forget that like, we did a really fucking good job getting to here. Yes. <laughs> and some yeah. of those tools, yep. you know, I mean, there is that saying like, what got you here won't get you there, but there's also like owning what got you there because you can build upon that. You don't have to start all over from scratch. Yeah. I think, um, I think more time spent reflecting. I do think you're correct. Like it doesn't have, it doesn't have to be a journal. Like you get this pretty journal and you have this beautiful journal practice yeah. that happens every day at the exact same time. It could <laughs> literally be a note on your phone where you just continue yeah. to voice text, yeah. voice to text what you wanted yeah. to say. <laughs> I think it's great. Uh, I like your, the voice text, you know, when people can hear things out loud, it does help them get things out of their mm -hmm. head. You, you know, writing, you know, helps you get all of those thoughts out too. Mm -hmm. But 
when you speak it and then hear yourself, whatever maybe mood or mindset you were in, I think that's great too. Yeah. Just remembering that, especially with a voice note. I do like a good voice note. (laughs) I do too. Brad, are you hearing how many people? (laughs) (laughs) You're not just talking to yourself. (laughs) Oh no, it's a total, this is a total joke because he'll, he'll do a recap with us. And Uh this is really, people love like a voice DM. They really do. And he's like, I hate a voice text. I don't like it, but he voice to text all the time. Like he loves that. And he's killer at that. I'm not so I'm, I'm, I'm much faster at like typing it out, but he is like, I hear him walking around the house, talking to Siri, like getting things done, you know, but anyways, um, uh, I, I think you're right. I think hearing yourself say it aloud also for people, sometimes like the act of journaling can is its own resilient process. They have to learn because they have so many stories around themselves and what kind of writer they are. So just mm-hmm. being able to speak <laughs> it into existence can really get people over that hump. You know, this is such an interesting topic. I think I wanted to have you on because very few people talk about resiliency in any capacity. And it's like, if you are not resilient in one or more areas of your life, it's going to be really hard to take the next step to show up for the next big thing, uh, Mm -hmm. to put yourself in a position to be the new person or, uh, to challenge yourself in different ways. And the whole point of this podcast is so that more and more people can act like the person they want to be before, like stop waiting because waiting Mm -hmm. is not going to get us anywhere. And resiliency is such a key part of that. So this has been a really fun conversation. We are going to take a quick break and we're going to find out where people can find you, follow you, learn resiliency with you, and um, you'll be at action items. All right, loves, it's super important to me that supplements I take are of the highest quality. And that's why for three years, I've been drinking AG1. Unlike many supplement brands, AG1 is constantly searching for how to do things better. At 52 iterations of their formula and counting, their team is always trying to find better ways to source, test, and aim to find the best quality ingredients available. I love this so much, guys, because so many people think I have to get it right the first time, and they have done 52 different iterations. I freaking love that. So many people have asked me if AG1 is actually the real deal. I really do drink it, and trust me, there's a reason why I've been drinking it for so long. Quality for AG1 isn't just a buzzword. It's a commitment backed by expert-led scientific research, high-quality ingredients, industry-leading manufacturing, and rigorous testing. At each step of the process, AG1 goes above and beyond industry standards. I know I can trust what's in every scoop of AG1 because it's tested for 950 contaminants and banned substances while the industry standard typically only tests for 10. Holy moly. I know that like I'm a recovering overachiever over here, but I'm super glad AG1 isn't. Okay, so taking care of my health shouldn't be complicated and AG1 simplifies this by replacing multiple health supplements like multivitamins, digestive aids, immune support, and more in just one simple scoop. It's literally just one scoop. It's one scoop in one bottle of water. It's amazing. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality. And I love that every scoop also includes prebiotics, probiotics, and digestive enzymes for gut support. Y'all know I've had gut stuff, so that's why I've been doing it for so long. I've partnered with AG1 for so long because they make such a high quality product that I genuinely look forward to drinking every day. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash be it. That's drinkag1.com slash B-E-I-T. Check it out. All right, Cammie, so where where do you like to hang out? Is there a social media platform? Is you have a website? Where, where can people get to know you more? All of the above. I'm mostly on Instagram right now. It's Cammie Adams. Cammie is C-A-M-E-E, two E's. Usually helps people remember. 
you can go to my website, which is cameyadams.com. I share a lot of my story. Uh, I really do like to personally connect with people because I think people see me where I am now and they just really don't have an idea of, you know, what's really happened and, you know, accomplishing your goals is possible, you know, no, no matter what season of life Mm -hmm. that you're in, but yeah, I am starting YouTube. It will be a very slow process, but new resiliency muscle is going to be YouTube. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I will share this with you. This is a resilient story that I have to share with you and our listeners will get kicked out of it because people will know me from YouTube. And so, um, and it's actually quite fun. Like I used to teach in LA and I had all these actors and, and people would come into the studio like, and they would do that. And my clients would like, like get a little nervous because like someone's going to recognize them while they're working out. They're like, you're, you're Leslie Logan from YouTube. (laughs) And I would just go, I am. And they look at me like, don't worry about it. They don't even know who you are. (laughs) But anyways, um, my first several YouTube videos I probably cried filming every single one of them. They're like four minutes long. Like they're like not long at all. But I was so afraid of like what people would say on the other side of it. Like I was so afraid of the comments that hadn't even happened yet because it hadn't even been put out there. But I did it anyways. They're terrible. Y'all, they're still up. You can still watch them. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. You got to go to go to my online plies classes um, YouTube channel and you can go to the oldest ones. My hair is super short. We didn't even have a tripod. We didn't have a mic, y'all. I was just yelling. This is back in the day when you could just you could just do Love things it. like that. <laughs> Anyways, um, they're still up. And what is so crazy is as soon as I started getting out there and I mm-hmm. started to see positive feedback, yeah. um, it got easier to <laughs> continue. And now if I like fuck up and up, I just go, oh, actually, I meant this. And I just don't edit it out. I just like put it out there. And it is like, it is as a new muscle, but I can say like, if you can just keep going, get the first ones out. Cause they're going to suck anyways. They'll be okay. better than you, than you right. actually think, but you'll get better once you do more. <laughs> Thank you. No, that is very helpful. Yeah. It's, it's been a to do. So yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's its own thing. It's its own game. And you know, um, and y'all, if you're like interested in that, Brad and I talk a lot about YouTube and, and the hungry baby that it is when you start creating for it, but mm-hmm. it is, um, it's such an interesting avenue and it's, I actually prefer it to a lot of, like it's on a social media platform, but I prefer it to other social media platforms because I feel like it can just, it's reach is so different, you know? Anyways, that was a tangent. We got to get to your beat action. I'm so bold, executable, intrinsic targeted steps people can take to be it till they see it. What do you have for us? Uh, I would say do what you can in your current season. When I was a mom, I had no idea that I was going to be a fighter. When I was a fighter, I really didn't know that I was going to be a resilience coach. But what I did do was show up for whatever season of life that I was in. Mm, That's so great. Just going back to that self-awareness and being kind to yourself. Thank you so much, Cami. It's been such a pleasure. And I just found out before we got on this that you live in the neighborhood. So we're going to hang out in Vegas for sure. And how are you going to use these action items in your life? How are you going to use this information about resiliency? And notice where you are resilient. Tag Cami, tag the Be It Pod. Let us know. Send this to a friend who's kind of struggling. If you like heard some of the signs that maybe they're not, maybe going through a resilience process, send it to them because maybe they can go, oh, this is actually all happening for me. And on the other side, it's going to be even better, right? We could all help each other be it till we see it. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next time.
That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review. And follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of Bloom Podcast Network. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Crowell. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music, and our branding by designer and artist Gianfranco Cioffi. Special thanks to our designer, Mesh Herico for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast. And our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week so you can't. And to Angelina Herico for transcribing each episode so you can find it on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. my coffee lovers I got something for you and I know most of you are coffee lovers because if you're listening to this you have lots of things you're doing and coffee is something that you are taking with you everywhere you go in fact I know the plaza instructors around here are taking coffee kombucha tea and water into every class that they take so this one is amazing because this is pure cafe bold they have two options for you they've got black coffee and then they've got a caramel coffee latte which is amazing and here's why it's amazing it's pre-brewed so it comes in this amazing little packet and you can actually just take the packet in to your office, your work on a plane like we've been doing. And then you pour hot water in and boom, you've got coffee. And this coffee actually has some amazing stuff. It's not just regular coffee. This coffee supports your immune system. It boosts cognitive function, increases stamina, it reduces stress, and it has cordyceps. And what are cordyceps, you ask? Oh, that's right. Brad's here. Nature's powerful secret energizer, a rare species of fungi cordyceps is renowned for its invigorating properties and centuries old use in traditional medicine packed with essential nutrients this natural adaptogen boosts stamina and supports overall well-being and seriously it's actually super simple to make leslie and i have taken it camping yeah i'll use it in the afternoon we're taking it everywhere because i'm tired of conferences and different hotels having burnt coffee it's a thousand times better than the terrible coffee that you get on an airplane and the black coffee is like less than a dollar a packet so it's like it's really kind of amazing yeah and i'm i'm a big fan of the caramel myself he the does caramel like has it. a little bit of uh of milk in it so. it has some dairy so my dairy free peeps you you can't do the caramel but you can do the black right yeah the black coffee is vegan keto gluten-free non-gmo nut-free dairy-free fat-free and cgmp compliant all right so here's the deal you need to go to be it slash coffee b-e-i-t-p-o-d.com slash coffee and when you do that, you are going to be able to get some amazing coffee that we're loving. You can buy it as a one-time purchase, or you can actually get it as a subscription. There's even family packs. So if you know that you've got a lot of coffee drinkers in your household, this is amazing. And it's honestly cheaper than all the coffees we've been making at home. So we are so excited. I hope you are. Go to beatpod.com slash coffee. And, you know, cheers to you and I. 
every morning, we'll be drinking the same coffee together. Woo!